Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods, get syndicated. Carne de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. Good morning, Southern California, and welcome to this week's episode of Angler Chronicles on Angels or Raiders Radio, AM 830-KLAA. That was so good to say, Leilani. Raiders Radio, R&R. All right, my name is Sergio. I'll be your host and my co-host, dear friend, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of the Penn Fishing University. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, everyone. You know what? Let me tell you. Today, it's you and me, kid. Just you and me. Okay, Mia is not here. We got Andrew Mack is on a boat somewhere. Ron is recovering. And Ben is in Nova Scotia. So um, he's fishing over there and doing some business. So um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks he'll be in. But it's you and me, kid. Okay? We got this? Oh, yeah. Not a problem. Okay, so I will give credit to the uh, resident earthworm. He gave me a pretty good list here, so I'm going to go through his uh, freshwater. I'm hoping to get a call from Jonathan Oliver Skinner, who joined us on the Ocean Odyssey uh, this last day and a half. Um, So I'll get some report from him soon. But let me go through the freshwater report that Andrew left us uh, and also subscribe to his uh, Facebook page. It's Max Fish Reports. He posts there. He's pretty good about uh, his report. So let me start here. Fisherman's Retreat. First trout stock of the season from Jess Ranch Hatchery has been uh, stocked and my understanding is some very good uh, models were put in there. Some bigger fish. Dixon Lake. Uh, will have their trout opener on November 15th. So get ready for that. Hemet Lake, however, is on hold. Steve, I imagine because of the warmth, right? Uh, the lake probably doesn't have the temperature yet to uh, how to, to, to welcome and host those trout, right? Yeah, different lakes, uh, you know, cool off at different rates, you know, um, than others, sometimes depending on... Uh how much shade they get from nearby mountains or their altitude, etc. But if it's too water's too warm and you put the trout in there, uh, sometimes the only thing that happens is they just don't want to bite, which is not that great. Or they die. Uh, sometimes they die, which yeah. is definitely not that great. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to wait until they get the right temperature. All right, so Hemet Lake is on hold until further notice. Hesperia Lake, we used to go there a lot, uh, had a final catfish stock of 1,500 pounds. And on in, on November 10th, they will be stocking 1,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbow trout. So Hesperia Lake, get ready. Lake Kachuma, up in the Santa Barbara area, just had 4,000 pounds of Mount Lassen rainbow trout. Pyramid Lake, California, not Nevada. That's the one that's off the 5 freeway near um, 
uh, Magic Mountain. Okay, they just had two truckloads of trout um, put in. So Pyramid Lake should be going here quickly. Silverwood just had their first truckload of rainbow trout. And Lake Arrowhead, I can report that the lightning trout are biting. Okay, so um, that's pretty much for our local lakes. Um, also, Santa Ana River Lakes continues to stock. Um, they still got the big catfish in there, and I'm I'm not quite sure. He didn't report on that if the trout have gone in, but I will find out and report back. Okay, um, Steve, I mean. Trout season is almost upon us. It's kind of hard when so many fish are biting on the ocean. <laughs> okay, right now in the reports, you can find bluefin, yellowfin, dorado, yellowtail, rockfish, some bass action for the local guys. I mean, everything's out there. There's bonita as well. Um, lingcod. It's kind of hard. Uh, I asked you a question. We were together on the ocean, honestly, for this last day and a half, and I asked you, how long, well, what's going on? Has, has things finally changed, or are we going to go back to the old days where in the end of October you're rock fishing pretty much? Okay, so why don't you share, what, what, what do you think about the, the times that we're in right now? Well, I would say that the the bluefin cycle that we're in, uh, is, I, I, I'm among the people that believe it's, that it's part of a big cycle, you know, kind of w- with an oscillating cycle uh, like, like anything is. and But it's so big, it's like a 100, 125-year cycle. And we've really only ever seen, you know, the, the, very, the, the very, very beginning of sport fishing more than 100 years ago, which was off Catalina, was bluefin tuna. Right. There were a lot of them, uh, you know, more, maybe more than we have now. But their tackle was terrible. They didn't have live bait. They did invent kite fishing for the bluefin tuna, but anything over 150 pounds with the tackle that was available then was basically not possible. You could hook them, but you could not land them, and you sure couldn't catch a 300-pounder. Well, um, well, I mean, and they went away, and, and nobody really knows why they went away, but they did. Uh, they didn't leave the planet. They, they, you know, they kind of moved back to the Sea of Japan. They were there. The big ones were. And, we, you know, we had a few of uh, what you could call maybe not even really teenagers, but like 10 to, 10 to 50 pounders is what you could catch for a long, long time. There were a few bigger ones. But now uh, they're back. Now they've been back since 2016. So how many years is that? That's six years. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they were here for about... 12-ish to 15-ish years. Again, it's a little unclear because you couldn't catch them back then. Um, but maybe if we're lucky, we'll get five or six more years out of this, and then uh, we will be back to catching albacore. Not necessarily a bad thing, but the people that say, oh, I miss catching albacore, have forgotten how small albacore are. Exactly. That's the one thing, uh, you know, and it's all the... I, I, is it mystical, you know, the, the the catch of albacore? Because, I mean, you know, albacore are fun. Do they really taste better than bluefin? I don't eat fish, so you tell me, uh, Steve. Well, I I eat fish, but I'm not a good cook. Uh. So, so I have to I catch the fish, and I have to depend on other people to, and, and I'll even cut the fish for them. And but I have to depend on other people's skill 
in seasoning and you know how long to how long to prepare it for, et cetera, et cetera. So it's all pretty good to me if somebody that that's what I've discovered is if somebody knows what they're doing and the fish is fresh, it's all good. Right. And right. if the fish is maybe not too fresh or the person isn't, you know, that skilled at it, it you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that's that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm sure that people with uh, with uh, culinary degrees will call in and yell at me for saying that, but that, <laughs> that's pretty much how I look at it. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have some really um, good stuff going on. I think, is that uh, Jonathan? Uh, okay, let me, let me bring him up. we got Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the director of the, um, uh, community services at Lake Elsinore. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Steve. How, how are you guys doing today? We're doing really, really good. It was a pleasure to fish with you. I got to see and witness your first yellowfin tuna. And although we didn't make you eat the heart, you're so lucky. <laughs> well, we'll have to make sure I can, uh, do it again. Okay, um, well, before we get going, you know, um, I do want to mention this. And there's a story that... Uh, I want to cover while you're on, you're on the air with us. Um, something happened this past couple, actually beginning of the month, okay? And a New Jersey angler caught a state record 16-pound, 10-ounce wiper. Okay, now, okay, granted, okay, it, it's not in California. But there was only five fish actually stocked in that reservoir. Yes, only five striped bass hybrids stocked in the recent years. And that's how how big they grow. 16 pounds, 10 ounces. Now, why do I mention this? Because you guys have put, how many, 50,000 of these? Well, no, we put over 150,000 over the last three years, 50,000 every, every year since uh, 2019, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they started as fingerlings, so... Um, you know, I, I, you know, Steve always says that you know it grows about an inch uh, a month. I think ours might be a a, a different kind of strain because I'm thinking they're growing like a, a three quarters of an inch a, a month because uh, we should be having some 18 inches by uh, the Dream Extreme Fishing Derby in 2023. I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, and I think you're going to find some beyond the 18 inches. Okay, but let me go back to the story because it, it's really it's remarkable, okay? Because the fish came from a reservoir that has only, I mean, we're talking about five fish, five. Not 100,000 of them, only five. And the New Jersey angler was trolling for walleye at the Monksville Reservoir. It was October 9th, and he caught a state record hybrid bass, okay? Do you like how I said that, hybrid striped bass? Uh, Steve, you like that? That 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 is what they are. Yes. Okay. Uh, I prefer the gentler name, Sunshine Bass. Oh, let me let me cue up the the sentimental music. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. okay. I didn't know that was the name. All right, and uh, he caught it on twelve pound test. It was uh, it measured about thirty one inches long. Uh, Steve, when they I don't know if you know this, they grow in weight. But I wonder what the rate in size 
I mean, do they? Akako uh, Bass reaches a certain amount, and then he just keeps getting fatter and fatter. So I'll keep you. I'll leave you with that one. Jonathan, Steve, stay with me here. I'm going to take a short break. This is Angels Raiders Radio, AM 830, KLA. We'll be right back. Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. Check them out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily adventures, lifelong memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. You can tell your old man you'll do some largemouth fishing another time. You just got too much on your plate to bait and cast a line. You can always put a rain check in his hand till you can. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Raiders Radio on AM 830 KLAA. I love this song. It's Until You Can't, okay? So, in other words... Spend time with your loved ones because one day you don't get a chance. One of the things I love watching, and uh, I've got Jonathan and Steve as also witnesses, little Sammy, okay? He was 11 years old, and he was with his grandpa on the day and a half. All he had ever caught in his, ever was one trout. He got a yellowtail, and he got two yellowfin tuna. Um, the smile on the kid's face, he is... Uh, I mean, Grandpa was as happy as could be that, you know, his grandson is so hooked now on fishing, he's got a brand-new fishing partner. So uh, take the time. Uh, the song is called Until You Can't. Uh, I highly recommend people to listen to the words because, you know, it happens, okay? So uh, 
Spend time with your loved ones. Okay, let me go back here. I got Jonathan Oliver Skinner, the director of um, community services at Lake Elsinore. I got Mr. Steve Carson, the fishing encyclopedia. And I'm going to welcome now, okay, Mr. Oliver Solis from Fishing Syndicate. And I'm going. I'm. I'm just going to say like this: Get pass away. You like that, Oliver? Good morning, Sergio. You like that? Huh? I, I kind of heard it in the distinct. Yeah, get closer to the phone because I can't hear you. Turn it up. Turn it up. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So, so, so um, are you you're driving up north, right? Driving to Bakersfield. You know, I was gonna wait till after six after Danny and Steve call in, but you guys are talking my favorite subject, bass. Okay. Yeah. Well. You know, it, let you know what I'm glad you said that because, you know, Steve called them a sunshine bass, and I, Steve, I'm sorry I couldn't help myself, so I looked it up, and I, this is what I found: is a striped bass hybrids, which are also known as wipers, palmetto bass, or white rock bass, and they are a cross between a female striped bass and a male white bass. I don't know why there has to be a female and a male. Oh, any under? Do you know? I know why a female striped bass and a male white bass, and not the other way around, Steve. Uh, well, I don't know specifically, oh. but a lot of times when you're when you're creating hybrids, you know, in a fish farm situation, one combination or the other is more successful mathematically. Um, you know, you get you get a better yield. Uh, you know, uh, again, I don't know what the numbers are, but chances are they've tried it both ways, mm-hmm. and uh, they get the better product. Bigger fish, healthier fish, etc. By doing it that way, okay, that's, were, that's not that unusual, right? And they were first introduced in, in South Carolina in the mid 1960s. Uh, they were initially stocked in reservoirs across the southeast and have since been widely introduced across the United States. And hybridization creates a fast-growing, aggressive, hard-fighting fish well-adapted to large lakes such as Lake Elsinore and reservoirs with big expanses of warm, open water. Well, Lake Elsinore is a perfect, perfect medium for um, wipers. Okay, and you've got 50,000 in the first one. It's another 50,000 added to it. You got 100,000 fish. Um, um, I didn't see a lot of die off from the stocks. Did you, uh, Oliver? I mean, Jonathan, did you? you get, did actually, uh, no, no, we actually didn't. Um, and actually, Sergio, we got 150,000. So we did three stockings already. Bam! I missed one. Yeah, okay. We're, we're, we're serious about it. So the, the thing is, and, uh, you know, as your listeners had heard before when we first started doing it, ours had to make sure that they were sterile. sterile. And we had to go, uh, it was, took several years to work with the uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife and also um, our supplier uh, up north. And uh, they had to, we had to go uh, down south to Mississippi in order to find them. So we trucked them in all the way from Mississippi. Um, and they usually come in in late June, early July. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were really concerned um, because of this algae bloom that we've had. And unfortunately, we've had the lake close since August. But we have not seen, and I don't want to jinx it, we haven't seen any, any die-off, um, you know, uh, of any fish of any kind. So we're pretty excited about that. There are anglers who are going out there, and we, we strongly suggest that they don't go right now until we get to that 
to the warning um, uh, uh, designation for the lake. Okay. Right now we're in the dangers because the uh, the toxicity of the algae is, kind of, is high, and we're just looking out for people's safety. Um, but as we get cooler temperatures, that's going to change, and I can't wait to get back out there and uh, get on the flow tube and hit some of those wipers because you're absolutely right. They fight like nobody's business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're about 14, 16, um, and people are thinking they're catching like some huge old cats, but it's these wipers. Yeah. Well, the re- tell me the reason you put the wipers in uh, beyond just that it's a game fish. What was the, was the reasoning? Well, you know, we, we uh, noticed that years ago, 2008, that they helped to um, uh, get down the, the, the carp population because they eat carp eggs. And so um, with that, it helps to decrease the number of carp we have in the lake. Now, of course, we have, you know, you know natural die-offs every 18 months, two years. But um, we've noticed over the last several years when we put the wipers in, as they start to grow, they eat carp eggs, and we don't see as many carp in the lake, um, which actually helps, uh, you know, with um, the bottom of the lake getting stirred up because that's where carps basically live in in, uh, in, in uh, Lake Elsinore. So it's been a positive for us, not only for the, the sport fishing, but also to help keep the carp at bay. Also, keep in mind one thing. I mean, it's the only real lake that we have in Southern California. Steve, you always say there are either reservoirs or, or dams. Uh, what, what do you call them? I mean, yeah, all the lakes. All the lakes are real. You don't. They're not imaginary. But what uh, what Elsinore is is a natural lake. Natural lake. lake that's and it. And then uh, just about everything else is a reservoir. Just to, just to clarify that. They're, they're not imaginary, but they're reservoirs. Right. Well, and, and the thing about a natural lake, it's going to go through natural things. Uh, algae is a natural thing. Uh, these things warm up, et cetera, et cetera. What's great about Lake Elsinore is, is the accessibility. Okay, okay, right now it's closed. I get that. But the accessibility is great through the launch point. Okay, it's just great, great facility. And um, and then what you guys are doing? I mean, I mean the city is actually putting these fish in. What did you guys think about the, this wiper? Was uh, they were put in in 2017? Okay, in five years they were 16 pounds, 10 ounces. <laughs> and that that's pretty that's pretty big. Okay, and measured I think it was 31 inches long. Okay, so you're almost you know and I guess the girth was 23 inches. So we're talking about a, a serious serious fish. So yeah, we're looking forward to next year's Dream Extreme. But I think uh, in the next few months, as the water cools, the temperature is definitely going to drop as we go into a more serious winter. That'll help the, put the algae, in, algae in, under control and um, get the fishing back on. Here's a good thing, though, Jonathan. Um, by being it closed, they're leaving the fishery alone, okay? So they're not being harassed. They're not being um, affected in any way. Um, yes, there's a few people that still fish it, but that's now it's a really small, small group. So um, they're leaving the fish alone because even if you hook a fish and you release it, it takes them a while to reacclimate and stuff. But these things are getting big. They're eating. They're being left alone to do their nature thing. And so by the time we get back on it, it's going to be on like Donkey Kong, right? Definitely. Definitely. 
Okay. And we're looking forward to this week, too, because it looks like we have some some rain cells coming through. The more rain that we get, the better off we're going to be. Amen. And, uh, Amen. We're hoping for a really wet winter. All right, Jonathan, I know you're on uh, land. Uh, Oliver's in his car, and Steve, you're on land, too. But I've got to go right away to Captain TJ. I believe he's calling me from the sat phone on the El Dorado. So uh, I want to say good morning, TJ. Hey, good morning, guys. What's happening? Hey, TJ, so you're on the El Dorado? You're on the, on the water? I am. Yes, sir, on the El Dorado. Oh, wow. All right, so, so tell me, tell me, what's been going on the last few days? Uh, well, there's been some bluefin being caught out here on the uh, grounds, out by San Clemente Island. Uh, a little bit of yellowtail being caught at the island. A little bit of uh, action still happening for us. Yeah, and um, I heard you had a really good uh, rockfish, and I realize guys, I know it's bluefin, but you know, I know that the the, the weather has not been the best over at Tanner and the Cortez in the last week. We tried to get there; we were actually there on Monday, and it was a little rough. We don't we didn't quite make it to the Tanner, and then um, then yesterday we got back on I believe on Thursday. We had to go south because it was just not looking good. Uh, big swells, but you were able to get behind uh, the island, and you scored some bluefin. But when the fish aren't biting, you got to go for whatever species is. And we had a chance by chance. We were with you on a two and a half day, anchored up at the Tanner, and then we anchored up at the Cortez. And I don't remember which bank they came from, but remember those four very, very large lingcod. I mean, we had one that had to be over 30. Yeah, those were actually on the Tanner Bank. Uh, Tanner. Uh, we were uh, made a little move um, on the first day of our two-and-a-half day there, and, you know, we moved uh, moved down to the east end there, and a uh, uh, little ridge that I like to fish, and we had some bluefin come through, and Guys are fishing the surface, and while we were fishing the surface for the bluefin, we had a few guys drop down and snag those really large uh, bling cod that uh, you know pushed uh, close to probably 30 to 40 pounds. They were they were pretty nice sized fish. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I mean, uh, some of the bluefin were in the 20 to 25 pound range. And I'm thinking a 25-pound bluefin or a 30-plus-pound lean cod, that's a, tough, that's a tough decision. Both of them are great eating fish. Both of them are, will give you a good fight. So, yeah, that was really, really good. Hey, I just want to make notice to everybody, we will be with TJ on the El Dorado on November 13th. We leave that Sunday, November 13th. We'll be fishing the 14th. We get back on the 15th in the morning. Uh, I'm sure we'll be going out there. To, and the way we say it is, hey, whatever is biting, okay? I hate the, the thought of people, oh, well, let's just go, go, go tuna or die. Well, sometimes, most of the time, you just die, okay? We got to go for whatever is biting out there. So, TJ, you've got, uh, let's see, two weeks, okay, to find out what's really happening out there and get us set up for a, a good day and a half for Angler Chronicles. Okay, so um, TJ, absolutely, uh, Joe. Yeah, yeah, Oliver. Joe, I like to tell TJ that we've been watching those reports, and a lot of people that I know are talking about how he's back to what we are used to. Go to the island, go to the go to the uh, banks, uh, target the yellowtail, whatever tuna there is. But then both your left those backs with those quality rockfish that they're catching. So great job, TJ. 
Thanks, guys. Yeah, we've been working hard. It's been a, it's been a tough season this year. You know, we've been been tied to the dock a few days due to weather and constricted on where we're going to fish. Mother Nature has not been very nice to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've been struggling. You know, trying to deal with Mother Nature and the economy, but you know, we've been putting it together and getting it back online and you know, got the ball rolling. We're out here today. You know, with a another light load. We got 23 guys on the boat today, and you know, we're out on the tuna grounds and we're going to hopefully get it done early and maybe head back into the island to kind of fill the bags and spend a few hours in there. But uh, a lot of boats out here today, obviously being a weekend and the fish are close to home. So, you know, we're going to we're gonna do our best and hopefully get it done today. And they say we're on a one day today and back at it again tomorrow and, you know, try to keep the ball rolling. When we get to the November's trip, hopefully we'll have some good intel and go out and load up. Yeah, and I just want to bring attention to this. TJ, uh, you bought uh, a portion or a part of the El Dorado. So what's really cool about this, and now that you've got the captain, who's now the owner-operator, that's a, that's a double whammy there, and you've done a lot of work on the El Dorado. It is very evident. The crew is sensational. Okay, you got Brian in the galley. you got the boys out on deck. Uh, you got uh, your second ticket, Butch. We love Butch, Tuna Tamers. And every time we get on the boat, it's just a really great atmosphere. You know, nobody can actually guarantee, well, nobody can act, can guarantee fish, but you can guarantee service. And the El Dorado does that. Hey, do you have to go, or can you wait through a commercial, TJ? No, no, go ahead. All right, we're going to go to commercial real quick. We'll come back. We'll close it up with TJ on the El Dorado from the Tuna Grounds. You're listening to Raiders Radio, AM 830 KLA, and we'll be right back. For you, these arms long to hold you. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA. Check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat out on the waterway. I love it. 
Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AME 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Radio. <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that. Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. My name is Sergio. I'm with Steve Carson, Oliver Solis, Jonathan Oliver Skinner from Elsinore, and directly from the Tuna Grounds, Mr. TJ, Captain, owner-operator of the El Dorado. Um, I was looking, uh, TJ, I was looking at the El Dorado trip that we have coming up with you. It is November 13th departure at 8.30 p.m. and we will return on the 15th. So we leave on uh, Sunday evening, come back Tuesday morning. It is day and a half. And in order to get on that uh, trip, I, I'm, you guys are booking it, so I don't know what the number is right now. Folks, go to longbeachsportfishing.com or 562-432-8993. Preferably you book online. It's easier, faster, and get on this trip. How many are we taking on this one, um, TJ? What's the maximum? I think we're I think we're scheduled to take 30 on the trip there. Um, I think it's an open party, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kind of load the boat up, go out. 30 people on the boat fish pretty comfortably. Um <laughs> You know, we're an 85-foot boat. You know, we have plenty of room. Our, no, our normal capacity load, you know, is 35 to 40 people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I say we run it as a limited load, 30 people. Uh, still lots of room at the rail. You know, there's there's plenty of deck space, you know. Uh, like you said, we've done some improvements. We have our RSW on the boat now. We still have built-in freezers. Uh, you know, we have 120 scoop bait capacity plus another 30 scoops up in the bow. Uh, you know, so lots of room. Everybody can get well, out. Let, let, me, let me ask the you. Valley. You can go spread everybody out. Let me ask you, what is the width of the stern? Do you know? Uh, 20, 22 feet. We're All 85 right. by 22. All right, so check this out, folks. That's 30 people. You have 85 feet times two because you got both sides. That's 170 feet. Add another 20, what did you say? 23? 22 feet. 22. That's 192 22. feet 22. divided by 30. Steve, what's the math on that one? Okay, somebody do it real quick. Divide by uh, three. You're looking at about six, every six feet, right? A little bit over six feet, Steve? Uh, I'm not too good at math, but yeah, yeah. interestingly enough, that <laughs> uh, just a couple of years ago. Uh, Stu, really doing math there, Sergio. But, that, <laughs> but, but you see. Both had to make a little mark every six feet to be allowed to run during COVID. Yeah, but here's here here's the thing, okay? I wish people would honor that every six feet because I, I mean, they bunch up, and we're going to talk about because we had a crazy trip, Steve. Um, but yeah, it, when, I guess the point is, even with thirty people, it sounds big, but not on an eighty-five foot boat. 
we should have everybody should have a different zip code <laughs> every six feet that's plenty of room okay so um yeah it, it, it's perfect it will be uh I'm, I'm gonna hit you up oliver it'll be a fishing syndicate and owner hooks sponsored school so we'll have also some t-shirts uh to give away some hats uh We'll bring um, we'll bring a lot of goodies. Okay, we'll bring a lot, plenty of owner hooks for you guys to try out and um, use if you want. So we'll have a good time once again for that particular trip, November thirteenth through the fifteenth, day and a half, with Angler Chronicles. It's LongBeachSportFishing.com, five six two four three two eight nine nine three. Preferably book online, but if you have any questions, you can go directly. In the meantime, I heard you're, you're running day and a half and overnights, right? Yeah, we're pretty much, uh, you know, still bopping around on our schedule. You know, we're trying to get out during the week and throwing stuff together and, you know, putting different trips up and trying to see what will stick. So we actually had a day and a half scheduled for this coming Sunday, uh, tomorrow night, or actually tonight, excuse me. Uh, tonight's trip would be a day and a half, but we didn't have a lot of people signed up, so we switched it back to a one day, and the, the fish are cooperating. Like I said, they're in one-day rain, so, um, you know, we're going to get out again tonight on a one day versus a day and a half. So we keep putting different trips up, you know, um, depending on what the people want. You know, people will call in and ask for certain trips, so we try to accommodate and put different things online. And, you know, we're getting ready to go into our uh, our wintertime shallow water rockfish run that we do every year and our, our buy one, get one free um, you know, get purchase a trip this year and get a free trip next year. That starts here on uh, December the 1st. Um, so we already have our schedule up for that, and we're booking our reservations. So we're looking towards the end of the year already, getting ready to shut down and do the things that need to be done for the boat for next year. And, you know, like I say, our schedule's up through the year. You can, you know, make the reservations there at longbeachsportfishing.com or, like you said, the phone number is 562-432-8993. we got the ice fan Steve Phelps there in the office. Be willing to book you on any trip you want to go on so like i say we keep uh, we keep throwing different things at the wall trying to make it stick you know we're putting together a pretty decent season so far you know like yeah. i say the guys downstairs you know doing a banged up job you know customer service bagging fish and taking care of the people and you know brian and the galley for all your food needs and you know we got the air conditioner working and you know, just like say, handling business, doing what we need to do to make this operation what it is. Well, let me tell you, the El Dorado is definitely a, a new rig. Okay, things have changed. It's all for the positive. Okay, so I want to make sure people know that out of Long Beach, if you're trying to go day and a half, overnight, or anything other than that, you can still charter the El Dorado for a private trip. But open party, that should be the, the boat of choice. Okay, uh, TJ, you guys have done a phenomenal job. Okay, on the boat, your crew is fantastic. Okay, the food is very tasty. You can't ask for anything more than that. And you're catching fish. We did a two and a half that we filmed, and that will be coming out probably in the early part of uh, 2023. Okay, and people will get to see what a wonderful rig that is. And uh, you'll experience, I mean, think about this, Steve. Think about what you can get bluefin, yellowtail. A huge link cotton, huge sheep head, all in one. <laughs> oh, plus some assorted rockfish, all in one. Okay, that's a great and trip. Sergio, yeah. And Sergio, don't forget the occasional white sea bass that they catch. Right, right exactly. So, so the options are really good. And TJ, I really thank you for uh, putting together a, a great trip for us for the two and a half. Really looking forward to the no November thirteenth trip. So, folks, if you want to fish with us. 
go to longbeachsportfishing.com, look at the November 13th or any other trip that you have time for. Get on this boat because it's well worth it, okay? Uh, what I love about it is if the tuna are not biting and that happens, he, you know, TJ will make sure that you fill up that bag and come home with some fish. So it, you, you'll definitely have something to put on the table. So, TJ, congratulations on uh, becoming an owner. And this happened earlier last year, right? Uh, or did it happen? Yeah, it happened uh Happened right there the first of the year. The first of the, the year. Uh, we bought into the boat on the first of the year. So. Yeah, and they're great changes. So, TJ, thank you so much for calling in. I'm wishing you the best of luck and looking forward for a really good uh, report from you. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Have a good day. Enjoy the show. Sorry uh, I get to miss breakfast this morning, but... I got some work to do. There you go, brother. There you go. All right, have at it. That's Captain TJ on the El Dorado from Long Beach Sport Fishing. Well, Oliver, that's a that's a good sign. Um, ideal, just simply ideal. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I love fishing the banks, like you said. You said it, you said it Sergio. You know, you go and there's uh, the occasional bluefin when they get on the banks. It's not. There's always yellowtail. There's always those back. Uh, Feelers uh, and uh, you know we've we've had trips where there's yellowtail, sea bass, and bluefin being caught. By the way, Sergio, mm-hmm. uh, GT sitting next to me, he's riding shotgun. He said, "You call him for anything you need for that trip on Sunday 13th. He will meet you there with the stuff, and he'll even help you get off the boat on Monday morning." Que piacere, figlio. Be careful. I actually speak Italian. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, you guys have uh, just drive carefully, please. All right. But let me, let me do this. Let me go. Uh, before we go back to Jonathan, because there's a big event going on today in Lake Elsinore I want to bring attention to. But before we go there, we were talking about Long Beach sport fishing. This coming Thursday, we're doing a fundraiser for Fishers of Men. It'll be on the Victory. It's a three-quarter day trip. It's November 3rd. Okay, there's only a few spots left, so make sure you get on it. Okay, it is, um, uh, again, it's a fundraiser for Fishers of Men. You want to go to fishersofmenwestcoast.org, okay, to reserve your spot, or call Ron. Ron is answering the phone. He isn't walking around much, but he's answering the phone. You can make a reservation at 714-969-969. Nine seven five zero. Okay, if you don't know that number, just go to anglerchronicles.com and look under AC Charters, and it's the phone number in red. Okay, that is leave a message there, he'll call you back. Okay, plus on the boat, we're, we don't have a Taco Tuesday in this month because we were on the water, so it'll be a Taco Thursday. We'll have the big raffle that we do on Taco Tuesdays. We'll have it on the boat. So a lot less people, a lot more chances to win this same amount of uh, chotskis that we give out. So uh, that was Fishers of Men on the victory this Thursday, uh, the 3rd. Okay. So so let me go back to uh, Jonathan here. Jonathan, the great yes, – I, I wouldn't worry about the lake. The lake's going to be just fine. You're going to get some water here in the next few uh, weeks. It looks like it'll be some rain clouds, and that's always welcome. The weather's going to get a little bit cooler. That'll help the algae bloom situation cancel it out, actually. But, you know, in the meantime, we can do other things, right? And you have a great event today, one that I really enjoy. You want to talk about it at 2 o'clock this afternoon on Historic 
uh, Main Street. You want to talk about that? Oh, definitely. We're really excited. We're working with Studio 395. There are art partners in the, in the city, and it's Via de los Muertos. Uh, it's been a, a couple years since we've had it um, downtown. Uh, we're working with uh, Rebecca Esquivel from uh, Studio 395. We have some really great um, uh, Dia de los Muertos art that they have created. Um, they uh, did a full size, I think they are 20 feet tall Katrina dolls. Mm-hmm. That they're going to be hanging at the cultural center in addition to the uh, the rest of the art that goes along with, with, uh, with the, the holiday. And again, it's a celebration for those who have who have passed along, so there's going to be altars all up and down uh, Main Street. Our, our, our downtown Merchants Association, really great partners, are working together. We have our, our live stage. So, Sergio, you, I don't think we had the stage when we uh, did Mariachi um, Fest last year, but we bought this beautiful, huge stage that you saw at... Um, at the State of the City. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be on the other side, down by uh, the Cultural Center. Very we have cool. a, a, a Selena tribute band that's going to be playing, and and it's going to be really, really exciting. It starts at 2, goes from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Um, some great food, uh, great people. Definitely come down to Main Street, uh, downtown. Well let, well, let me tell you, I'm actually, uh, we've talked with Rhonda. I'm trying to get over there. We have a delivery, unfortunately, of uh, some uh, kitchen. We've got a, a new refrigerator, a new oven coming in, so I'm waiting for the delivery. When, once they come in, if it's still within time, we're going to shoot out there because it is amazing. For people that don't know what Lia de los Muertos, it means Day of the Dead. However, although it's associated with Western Christian All Hollow Tide observances of All Hallows Eve, all Saints Day and All Souls Day, it has a much less solemn tone and it involves, it portrays as a holiday. It's a joyful celebrate, celebration versus a mourning type celebration, okay? So it's excellent. We'll get into that a little, a little, in a little bit. I can hear the music, means I got to go to a, a commercial. So this is Ra- Raiders, I got to get this, Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and we'll be right back. AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award-winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action-packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8.30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph, and release. 
Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AME 30. your love flow on Raiders Radio, AM830, KLAA, this Angry Chronicles. You like that music, Steve? You like that? I do. Ah, very good. All right, so let me go back to uh, Jonathan, excuse me, Jonathan from Lake Elsinore. Hey, I I looked this stuff up, and I think it's important because you mentioned a couple of things that will be going through this Dia de los Muertos today. And I looked at it up, and it says traditions connected with the holiday include honoring the deceased using calaveras. Those are skulls in Spanish. And Aztec marigold flowers, and you'll see them all over there in, on the costumes of the kids uh, dancing in the streets, known as, oh, I guess I hope I can spell say this, Sempasuchil, Sempasuchil, okay, uh, which is building home altars called ofrendas, which are offerings uh, with the favorite foods and beverages of the departed and visiting graves with these items as gifts for the deceased. So it's an old tradition. They don't know exactly uh, where it came from. However, it really has the roots in Mexico. Okay, Uh, Mexican academics are divided on whether the festivity was genuine indigenous, was it pre-Hispanic roots, or whether it is a 20th century rebranded version of a Spanish tradition developed during the presidency of Lázaro Cárdenas, okay, that encouraged Mexican nationalism through an Aztec identity. I feel bad for the Mayas. There were the other group there. The festivity has become a national symbol in recent decades, and it is taught in the nation's school system, asserting a native, a native, a native origin. God, what a morning. <laughs> I can't say things. All right, so um, it is a very, very deep-rooted tradition. It is being celebrated in Lake Elsinore. I've had the pleasure to attend at least four or five of these, um, and they're just fun. They're just fun. You sit on, you, you just watch the kids come down. 365 is a dance studio, and they, they dance on the streets with the traditional dances. Uh, you'll see how the these traditions are, are, are demonstrated through this. It's like a parade, right, Jonathan? Can we yeah, call- there's, a, there's a very small parade that will be coming down downtown. It will include uh, Miss Lorena, who, who teaches our ballet folklore mm-hmm. uh, program. And, and so many other things, and it's it's really exciting. And it, I, I appreciate the the, uh, the education too, Sergio, because a lot of people uh, in America believe that Dia de los Muertos and Halloween are the same thing, which they are definitely not. Not, no, no. And so it's the education of of culture. It is really important. So I really appreciate you giving that background information. Well, you know, well, the one thing I've noticed about uh, like Austria, it's a very diverse society. Uh, the citizenship, it's very diverse. And so you have this Mexican community that's very prominent, okay? But so are all the other 
um, different uh, makeup. And the makeup of Lake Elsinore is very diverse. And, I love. and you guys celebrate all of it. And that's, what, that's what's so cool. And so I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, hopefully they've delivered my appliances early so I can get out of here and head over the joint. It's less than an hour away. And Ron and I, I, we love it. We love watching the, the kids, and it's great to see them. Now, there's a few that I've really paid attention to and watched them grow year after year after year and get, get better and better as dancers. So really looking forward to it. Dia de los Muertos today in historic Main Street in Lake Elsinore uh, between 2 p.m. and 8 p.m. It's a lot of fun. Hey, in the parade, are you gonna, are we, on this one, do we have Santa Claus this year? We are going to be having Santa Claus for uh, for Winterfest. Yes, it's, uh, we're pretty excited, and we have changed uh, the parade to an evening parade. So oh, very cool! A parade of lights. So we're very excited. We're hoping to have Angler Chronicles there. Um, you know, it'd be a great to, to bring uh, you know Rhonda's uh, Mustang up and, and have you guys in it. But uh, uh, we're very excited about that. But we have so many things that are coming up here over the next couple of weeks. You know. Um, we have the, the Veterans Day um, uh, ceremony that we have on November 11th, and that's a, an annual that we uh, annual event that we have that we honor those uh, veterans who uh, fought for our freedoms. And that's going to be at nine o'clock in the morning on uh, over at uh, Diamond Stadium. Then that night we have rescheduled the Mariachi Fest to that evening on the 11th, and we're really excited. Uh, Giovanni Warta has worked really hard on, on, on rescheduling those, those those acts to, to perform that night. Mm-hmm. Well, I do. You tell Giovanni I'm gonna have some very choice words with him because that's a Friday, okay? So that means that I'm gonna be at Mariachi Night Mariachi Fest in Lake Elsinore. And I gotta drive back to Orange County, get up early that morning, do the radio show, then head over to Accurate because they're having their fair. And then do that that day, and then the next day get on the El Dorado for a day and a half. I love my schedule, love it. So thank you, Giovanni. Okay, yeah, but I'm gonna try to be there at the Mariachi Fest. I'm sure that Danny's listening. I know he was really looking forward to it, and the rain, you know, got the best of us. But um, Mariachi Fest on the 11th, looking forward to that. I mean, really, I'm. Okay, so I'm sure Danny is too, and we'll have Tony there. Maybe um, Andrew Mack can uh, can make it as well. We'll make it a, a big fe- festive thing. Make sure there's more than one bottle of tequila at the table, though. <laughs> yeah, I think we can work. Uh, I think we can work on that. And then the very next day, on the 12th, we have our our, our second annual Taco Fest, which we added a a huge cornhole tournament. Uh, we hooked up with this uh, this uh, uh, regional uh, cornhole group. And they're looking at bringing anywhere from 50 to 75 different teams to come uh, play cornhole at, at McVicker Park. So we're so many things that are going on. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. And so when is the Winterfest? Let's get some dates here. Oh, uh, you got me. Oh, okay. Saturday, December third, I believe it is. Okay, so um, and we'll confirm it in the next week, and we'll get that uh, going because we want to do that. And then remember, the next big thing I, I think for for us would be Veterans Day. We got a celebration in the morning and the Mariachi Fest that night. Then the next day we have another. Um, what was the other uh, event on the twelfth? We have Taco Fest and, and Taco uh, Fest and uh, Cornhole. Excellent. Um, but yeah, so many things going on. But you know, what? I definitely. Definitely want people to come and, and enjoy Lake Elsinore. 
Um, but what I really want to talk to you guys about is, is the, the day and a half trip I went on with you guys. That was Go ahead. Amazing. Go ahead. Well, you know, um, it's been a while since uh, I've been on a, on a day and a half um, because of things in the land. You know, when I found out that, that this one was happening, you know, at the time, Ron, I was really excited to, to fish it run. And unfortunately, wasn't able to go. But I, uh, they had a great stand-in, some guy named Steve Carson. <laughs> you know something about reels or uh, they call him the Penny Man or I can't remember what they call him. But anyway, I got to see Steve Carson in his natural element. And, and with Steve and Sergio both on, on the boat, we took about 23, I think it was. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who, who signed up. We didn't make it. We think he overslept. But a um, couple of rules um, when you go on with, with Steve and, and Sergio. Rule number one, whatever they tell you to do, do it. And rule number two, refer to rule number one. <laughs> um, they put so many people on the bite, uh, me included. I, I had some problems with, with some of my rigs. They are very generous. With, with their with their rigs, they they definitely did a, 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 a pass. You know, they they would hook and pass, and everybody on the boat got fish. I remember that that couple, that one lady that was um, that was uh, sick. She was she had seasickness, yeah. Yeah, but you guys got her on, and her and her husband had those neon green shirts mm-hmm. that were rather red. Um, by the end of the trip, because they were able to pull in some some uh, some yellowfin and yellowtail, and I was able, thanks to Sergio and and, and thanks to to Steve, um, I was able to get um, you know a yellowfin and yellowtail on the boat. Um, uh, first time on the yellowfin, right? Yeah, very first time. It was exciting. And Steve, yes, I I did immediately come home and start doing my honeydews. So I can start working on, on, on at least getting number one out of five. Um, you know what um, you got to do? You got to teach her to fish. You got to teach her to come out with us. And that's the way, that's what I did with Rhonda. And it well, works. I, you know, I, I talked to her last night and I was telling her all the fun I was having and how you treated um, the, the uh, a lot of the beginners and a lot of the ladies out there with so much uh, compassion and there was no yelling. It was all education. She says, well, you know what? I'll try it. Maybe I'll try one of those half days or, or, or three-quarter Absolutely. Days. It's a great way. Hey, listen, i got to go to commercial. Stay with us. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have the sheriff uh, join us. He'll tell us what's on TV, and then we'll get back to it. Folks, you're on uh, Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angry Chronicles, and we'll be right back with our number two. If you want to experience the unmatched flavor of live fire grilling, then look no further than the Big Green Egg. Forget the pellets, the propane, the knockoffs. Roll with the best, an authentic Big Green Egg grill backed by a free lifetime warranty. Yeah, lifetime. It's that good. Grill, roast, smoke, or bake. It's versatile, easy to light, and simple to use. Shop online for free home delivery at BigGreenEgg.com. That's free home delivery to your door. Let your grilling adventure begin. Visit BigGreenEgg.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. 
So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. Raiders football is here on AMA 30. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Radio, AMA 30K LAA. And you know what? I mean, we, we, we've done this over and over again. You guys know it's a jig slinger. You know it's the sheriff. He's going to come here on deck. And I know the Angels aren't in the World Series, but... He's always in the World Series, and he always wins it. Even my stripe guys are on down there, my pinstripers. But you know what? Danny's back. He was Midwest. Welcome back, Sheriff. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Danny Jackson, the producer of Anger Chronicles. Well, thank you, Sergio. Nice to be back. Good morning to Steve Carson. Morning, Steve. Steve, can nice, you hear him? Nice to hear you all. I, can, I, yeah, I just want to say well, good uh, morning to Steve Carson, of course. All right, so Steve, just hang on tight. He can't hear you, Danny, but uh, go ahead. Okay, okay. All right, yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, I'm glad to be, be back. You know, Kathy and I were in Chicago last week for a wedding, my grandson's wedding. So we 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 got back, and everything's fine. You know, you guys were talking about, uh, and uh, Steve ta- talking about, uh, too bad he can't hear me there, though, but... Um, the bluefin uh, fishing, you know, uh, you know, back in uh, a long time ago in my life, <laughs> uh-huh. we were we were catching we were catching a lot of bluefin at the Coronado Islands, but they were small. Right. I mean, I'm I'm talking 12, 15, maybe 18 pounds. Mm-hmm. Having to fish them on very light line, uh, number eight hook, uh, and then, and then kind of disappeared. That was like 60s and maybe even into the 70s. But anyway, and you were talking about what you like to eat. Yeah, the better eating tuna for me personally it's always been albacore always been albacore mm-hmm. white meat tuna and uh and i would agree with steve too that uh i would rather someone else fix it <laughs> when <laughs> when we when when we really want to enjoy fish we we have our son-in-law jack lester prepared he's the best so uh, anyway everything's good uh sergio uh you were talking about mariachi fest uh, is there a new date? I haven't heard Friday. That, so. Yes, the new date is is Friday, November eleventh. Okay, so it's been rescheduled, and I'm going to try to go. It's going to be a tough week because uh, it would be the Mariachi Fest, and I have to drive back, uh, do the radio show the next morning, and then head over to Accurate. They're having an open, um, an open, uh, like a festival uh, for local businesses there. And then the next day, jump on the El Dorado for a day and a half. That's going to be another great oh, doozy. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and I'm on, I'm on you know, a ba- back-to-back day and a half for you this week and radio show. You know, I, I know you have been. You know, that's the way you've been living for months now, Sergio. It's mm-hmm. been, I mean, uh, there's there's been no let-up for you. I I got to hand it to you. I don't I don't know how you do it. But You uh, know what? And I showed uh, Steve. I said, I just took it easy. Um, you know, you just uh, you pace yourself. And, um, you know, Jonathan was talking about some of the things that we try to teach. And, and one of the things I try to teach, I mean, it, when you go to the bait the bait well, select the best bait. 
okay, the one that moves the most, okay? And if you got the lighter line and a good bait and you can get it away from the boat, um, you get bit. Uh, Steve, you had, what, 10, 12 bites? I had about 10, 12 bites. Uh, we landed, I know Steve landed like 10. I got eight fish on the boat. I mean, I mean, by handing them off to people, but uh, the thing is we get the fish in if you get bit. So I don't, I don't just take a bait and stand there, you know, for 20 minutes and it didn't get bit. You know, I just pick my bait, pick my, my time and, and send it out. And yet in between, you, you'd be very proud of me. I took a chair and I would sit down. I would just have, have, have some water and then just watch everybody go help them. And you pace yourself. You pace yourself. I can do this really easy. So it's good. Yeah. Danny, well, that that's what you have to do, Sergio, because you've got a, You've got a full uh, plate there, and I have had for months, and and it's not about to let up. So, no. so how's Ernie Banks? As, Ernie Banks, I, I haven't well, been the cubbies, about Ernie Banks. Well, the Cubbies. I mean, you went to Chicago. I'm oh, sure the that, Cubbies. I well, met I met Ernie. <laughs> I met I met him. He's a great individual. Great individual. Well, you know, on this on this trip, we didn't drive even drive by Wrigley, but there, yeah, there is a statue of Ernie Bakes right out there in front of the marquee there at Wrigley Field. And the last time we went, we went to a Cubs game, Kathy and I, and got some photos of all that. So, yeah, I I, I really love seeing Wrigley Field. You know, I had, I had wanted to see and have seen it since I was a little boy. So I got I actually got a little bit emotional when I first walked up and saw the marquee with my, my own eyeballs and not yeah. just the photographs. So, yeah. anyway... Mariachi Fest, well, we'll we'll try to make that. You know, Carrie, uh, it's it kind of dependent on her schedule too. Mm -hmm. She's a school teacher, so you know she she might be off that day. Yeah, it's a Friday, Veterans, it's a Veterans Day. Day. Yeah, and uh, we get a table for ten. So first ten, first serve, first come, first serve. Right on, okay. right on. Okay, All right, well, so um, be before I run out of time, what's on TV tomorrow? All right, let's get to the show. Very very nice show tomorrow. Very exciting. A place where Steve Carson has been many times as well. Uh, Haida Gwaii, they call it now, uh, the Queen Charlotte Islands of British Columbia uh, at the Queen Charlotte Safaris, and uh, it's the couples trip. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you you say they're the couples who fish together, stay together, and this is the one that you and Rhonda, mm -hmm. of course, Chad and JoJo from Hookup Baits are with you, and uh, Chinook King Salmon, uh, of course, fishing. A uh, huge lingcod. I mean, you've got some of the biggest lingcod. Uh, Pacific halibut, giant vermilion. You got some vermilion rockfish. Mm -hmm. I was just putting. I was just doing some editing on it. Some of the biggest vermilion I've ever seen in my whole life. And uh, of course, all the award-winning cinematography by John uh, Simpson. It, it's just a breathtaking episode. Uh, yeah, and, no, I mean, it's great fishing. I highly recommend it. I mean, people say, where do I take my spouse? Definitely Queen Charlotte Safaris would be one of the places that I would highly recommend. Um, it was. It's nice because in the evenings, uh, you can just walk outside. Um, she's right pretty much on the beach. It's across a short street, and it's a very small street. I mean, it's, it's an island, so not a lot of traffic. You'll see a car every three days. <laughs> and you cross, you cross. That's about right, yeah. And instead of seagulls, they're all bald eagles, okay? And you see them yeah. just, they land right there, and you get to watch them. You can make a little little uh, campfire there and, and, and just, just sit down, have a glass of wine, uh, looking at the, the water. Very peaceful. 
Um, it's not huge waves. The way it's situated, it's all really good. And so if you want to give your spouse a, a really good experience fishing, uh, this is definitely a getaway that we recommend. And um, she takes very good care of, of the ladies. So <clears throat> highly recommend this. What's the time, Danny? Well, first of all, the title of this episode is Love at the Charlottes. Mm -hmm. uh, and the time, is, it will premiere tomorrow morning. Valley Sports West at 8.30 tomorrow morning, uh, Sergio. With five airings throughout the week. And then I'm, I'm very yeah. excited what's coming down the pipe. I know that the ladies' tournament that in Palmas de Cortez is coming out. Uh, you should be getting it shortly. I know that he's got um, Bay of LA. That episode's coming out. We're working on the Ocean Odyssey one. We've got the one on the El Dorado. Um, there's still a lot of stuff coming brand new. And uh, we really filmed a lot in the, in the last few months. and just haven't got a chance to get it edited and on. But it, it's happening now. So everybody stay tuned. In the meantime, enjoy. Love at the Charlottes. Okay, uh, with um, Rhonda, with um, the guys from, uh, well, Chad and Jojo from Hookup Baits, and some guy named Sergio. But it was, it was really, it's it, really one of my favorite places to get away. And Rhonda will tell you too, that's where she likes to go. And we know we've been everywhere, yeah. but that and the East Cape are her two most absolute favorite places. So, all right. So, yeah, you bet. All right, okay. Danny, you have a great day. I'll probably chat with you later on. Before I get all right. before I get back on my heavy schedule. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you, Sergio. All see. right. Thank you, Danny. Okay. All right. All right. Me, you got. It. Bye. Let me get back to uh, Jonathan because Jonathan was mentioning the day and a half we just got off of uh, the Ocean Odyssey, and yeah, I got to witness. And this is what I love. I get to witness you, for example, catching your first yellowfin tuna you've never done that it's a, a feat you got to choose we got to put a little boy 11 year old sammy on the fish and you know what it was great karma we, it was a small yellowtail you know I, I i when i saw it we bounced it in other words just brought it up i let him hold it i said give it a kiss he gave it a kiss and let him go and let him grow that's exactly what he did. And you know what? Apparently good karma because he went and he hooked himself and caught two yellowfin tuna. So kudos to Sam and kudos to his grandpa. Okay. And then we, like you said, we had, uh, we had four ladies on this trip. It was really, really good. Uh, one was from Arizona, never caught one. She was on it. Uh, we had one lady who was unfortunately seasick. I kept telling her, just stay out here in the chair outside with fresh air. I said, and we'll give you a fish. And I said, I almost guarantee you that if you get on a fish, the adrenaline pumps up and you'll forget about the seasickness. Well, guess what? That's what happened. So it was a lot of fun. Everybody caught a fish. Um, and um, it was a great trip, Oliver. I mean, um, Oliver, yeah. I mean, I was... I know Steve, you know, he's got his gear and I've got my gear, but, you know, the my rod of choice for a trip of this nature would be the L, okay, the uh, FSC, the composite 800L, or the 800M. So you have medium, so light gives you a 15 to 30 pound test, great for 20 pound, and then the 20 to 50, great for 30 or 40. That's pretty much all you really needed. But of course. I got a question for Steve. Go ahead. Steve, if you can hear me, was Sergio fishing the bass rod again with 15 pound fish on these fish? Yes. Yes, he was. He's guilty as charged. 
No, no, no. I did. I, I was not using fifteen. I was not using fifteen. Steve, I was not using fifteen. I'll let you. I'll let you make the confession. I know what you were using. Twelve pound test. <laughs> I was on twelve pound. Oh boy. Yeah, and got we got. I don't know. I mean, most of the fish were were on the twelve pound. Like I, you know, hook and handing. I like to use twenty five or thirty. Uh, but when I had the bass rod in my hand, and that would be the FSG, okay, for GT, okay? You like that? I did that? FSG 710H? <laughs> All right. Everybody, hang on tight. We're going to take a short break. Jonathan, you might as well stay with us the whole show. All right, stay with us here. I love that. All right. Excellent. Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles, and we'll be right back. Only the shadows of their I'm going where the sun keeps shining Through the pouring rain Going well, the weather suits my clothes Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-339-2300. That's 657-339-2300. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Your silver and black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Whoa, oh, mercy, mercy me. All things ain't what they used to be now. Welcome back, everybody. This is Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, the Zanger Chronicles. And Oliver, did you hear that? We're the silver and black play. You like that? You yeah, like- I was going to. I was going to say, uh, Raiders, Raiders Radio, huh? Yeah. No, 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 no. See, the problem is that, Steve, we got Oliver and Jonathan. They like the Dallas Cowboys, and I've said many times. Jonathan. All right, yeah, So, but but here, here, here's the problem, okay? The NFL put out that newsletter, I know, because Paul sent it to me, and the newsletter said that they were not— the NFL was not happy that the last two Super Bowls were played— in the home field advantage, I mean, there was home field advantage for one of the teams. So they want to ensure that they that that w- the Super Bowl is done in any stadium where there won't be a home field advantage. So from now on, all Super Bowls will be played at Dallas. 
Okay. Oh, I thought you were in Vegas. Or, or, in, or in Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, you know the silver and black. We don't look back, so be careful. Be careful. And you know what? Just because of that, I did forget to play. You know, uh, Oliver and Steve, uh, even GT in the car. Um, people don't know this, but um, Oliver has his own theme song on our, on our uh, on our show. Okay. Now. If you guys don't remember, this is a guy named Gerardo. Okay, Mr. Rico. Rico Suave. You see that? Yeah, that's you. That's you, bud. That's you. That's you. And I, I got to do... Uh, you know, I used to look like that surgically in my high school years. There you, oh, you did? Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I and I, <laughs> yeah, and I was Brad Pitt, dude. I was Brad Pitt. All right, just just okay. Is GT still in the car with you? He's here. He's here. And he's here. He's hearing what we're doing. Oh yeah. All right. So this one's this one's for GT. Okay. Uh oh. This is for Whoa. GT and me. Okay. <laughs> this is. I, I know you guys out there might not know this, but this is Bronco. Okay, and the name of the song is. Sergio El Bailador, so Sergio the Dancer, which I, if you've been on the on the boat with me, you know I have music. Here we go. Yeah, baby, bring it on. Yeah, 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 you go, Sergio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, we did a video. Oh, I, you know what, GT, you're going to have to post that one back up, brother, because that was just amazing. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. But anyway, um... That's the whole thing. And, Jonathan, you got to see it. I bring my music. I put the music out there. We have all kinds. I have from uh, rock and roll, which is primary classic rock, but we had some stuff from the 80s, and I had stuff from the 60s, and I had some reggae. I had some new reggae. I had, uh, we even had Bruno Mars on the mix. We had uh, country. Yeah. Is this a prelude to the next song coming in, or is, is he calling in? Is he on the line? Who? No, 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 no. He's not on the line. I don't, I don't think. He's, I don't think Steve's going to call because GT, uh, JT, um, called no in. No Iceman, huh? Yeah, no Iceman. I think today because again, uh, we got the, the call in from um, from TJ on the El Dorado, so we got all the information yeah. there. Yeah, but yeah, Ice Ice Baby, no, but it's okay. I don't even have the worm in okay. here either. So. Sergio, we're gonna we're gonna keep listening, but we're gonna disconnect because we're about to get into uh, the mountain range here. Okay. Uh, we're at Castaic. We did a pit stop. Uh, we we also got a kid here named Jordan. He just turned 18. Uh, part of the SS Brahms, just like Elvis and David. You'll get to meet him one of these days. He loves bass fishing as well, so we'll take him out with us. All right. Well, listen, you guys have a great trip. And um, Oliver, GT, you know I love you, kid. And um, Fishing Syndicate is my brand of choice. I don't use any other rod than yours. So it's great stuff. Thank you, Oliver. All Thank right, you, GT. You and welcome to the team, to the young kid. And we'll talk to you soon. FS out. All right. Excellent. All right. All right. So, uh, Jonathan, Steve Carson, you know, this is perfect timing. Why don't we move in a little bit deeper onto what we were doing on the day and a half? What I'd like to do is, Carson, I'd like to take your take on what we used, what we did. Um, what was your take on that day and a half on the Ocean Odyssey? Well, uh, obviously, there's a lot of looking around to find the widely scattered schools, but when we found them, they were pretty intense and uh, more than ready to bite. But as hot as they were, 
you still had to. This is like the number one rule. We talked about it on the boat. We always talk about it. Bait selection, bait selection, bait selection. Uh, a lot of people have fished in freshwater before, maybe with live minnows, that they paid some ridiculous price, like you know, thirty dollars a dozen, and uh, they're going to make that, they're going to make those live minnows work until they, they have the last twitch of their fin. That does not work with uh, sardines in open water. These are open ocean predators. They've evolved over millions of years chasing things down. The faster something is trying to get away, the more they want to eat it. And, and as good as those, as those tuna were biting and as hot as they were, you still needed to select the best possible bait and present it. You know, don't squeeze it too tight. Don't, you know, don't knock all the scales off. Don't, don't hook it you know, through the backbone, backbone or something and kill it. And uh, don't keep it out of the water for more than about 10 seconds. Right. And if you did that, you could get a bite pretty reliably. Oh, listen, that's exactly what I alluded to. Uh, you had a, It was all bait selection. Folks, when you go in, when you, I mean, I always say a bait's like an M&M, okay? It should melt in the fish's mouth, not in your hands. Remember the old slogan. So, and, and, and you got to trap the, the bait. Um, what I want you to do is you, you take your rod with you, you put it underneath your armpit, you grab the hook, depending which, uh, if you're lefty or right, in my case, I, dry, I, I grab the hook with my left hand, and then I, I kind of I, I take the bait and I corral it against the wall, okay? And then in the water, half the time, I'm able to put the hook right through its nose, okay? Now, that's my favorite. I always nose hook. I know, you know, everybody has their own style, but I nose hook. I'm going to put it in, barely touch the bait, and right out of the water, I'm picking it up with, with you know, from the line, not touching the bait. I try to get it out there on the water as fast as I possibly can uh, so that, you know, the fish looks the best. Also keep in mind, uh, a lot of times when you do these monster casts, that's okay. But if that fish lands on its side on the water, that's, for, that's like him hitting cement. Okay, so it, it takes, if he doesn't swim right away, you know you just, you know, dumped him out a little bit. So that's not good. Bring it in. Um, they got plenty of bait. If you don't get bit in three minutes or so, uh, or you don't feel your bait twitch or move, and I'm not talking move because of the current, because when you're drifting, the boat goes one way, so it feels like the fish is swimming, but it's not. It's just being pulled. Then you gotta, if you don't feel it twitch, bring it in, grab a new one, and please do not bring it in and then recast it, okay? I saw that a little bit on this trip. If they didn't like it the first time, more than likely they're not going to like it the second time. Okay, so get a fresh bait. Thanks for alluding to that, Steve, because that was huge. What else did you notice um, that got you a bit better? Oh, they were definitely uh, uh, sensitive to hook size. Yes. And uh, and also why, the, the wire size, that is the thickness of the wire used in the hook. I was getting bit by far the best with the owner gorilla light J hooks. Um, that, you know, those are light hooks. You can't use them with your heavy line, but uh, we weren't using heavy line. Um, generally with uh, 20 or 25 pound test, I'll use a number two. And for some reason, um, I don't know if the owner, owner hooks people did this for some reason, or it's just the way it worked out. Uh, the gorilla light seemed to be one size smaller 
whatever the label says. Mm-hmm. So if you get the label, uh, the, the Gorilla Lights that are labeled size two, uh, in reality, they're really about a number four. That's a that's a pretty small hook. Yeah, that was pretty so small. So I use that with nothing, nothing heavier than 25-pound 10 All right, line. so in comparison, I was using a 1-0 ringed fly liner, which is also a thin one. But uh, a one was fine because, uh, you know, for the bigger sardines. We did have some smaller sardines. That was kind of cool to see. Uh, sardines that were probably, what, uh, three to four inches. Um, those were fun to see. And some of the, the fish wanted the small one, okay? Um, the, the, when they were boiling off the back of the boat, I got bit much faster on the small one. However, however, uh, you had both sizes. The timing before you set the hook with a small one and a, a big one. Steve, explain why, if you're using a small bait, you want to set the hook pretty quickly. Well, if you're using J-hook, yeah. um, you do, because with, 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 a, with a J-hook, they will still go down and lodge in the corner of the fish's mouth, just like a circle hook will. Mm-hmm. If you don't set the hook, just put the reel in gear, start turning the handle, Otherwise, if you're using light line, especially, let's just say, like Sergio's using 12-pound, and um, and you hook the fish deep, he, he doesn't have teeth like a shark or a barracuda, but he has teeth. Mm-hmm. And he will definitely work on that line. And I found that the amount of time it takes him to chew through your line is about 90 seconds less than it takes to land them. <laughs> yeah, but and that and that's what I was getting to. If you were using a smaller bait, you had to set the hook pretty. You couldn't wait the you know, the five traditional five seconds because they would just swallow it quickly, and then the line was in their teeth, and then you'd uh, you'd lose the fish to get bit off. But you know, on the bigger one, you get better luck. Okay, so Sergio, I I really just want to chime in here uh, on on the bait selection. I literally have the honor of being with Steve, and it's like when you. Uh, the you know the DC uh, movie Flash, and Flash is like the running faster than anybody else, but everybody else looks like they're running slow. Yeah, well, listen, I, I got uh, Jonathan. Forgive me for interrupting you, but I've got to do this. I've got to take a break because Puff Daddy and Faith Evans need to say their thing, and I'm on Raiders Radio AMA 30 KLA. We're right back. Silver and Black play here on AMA 30 KLAA. Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. 
Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio, AMA 30. Welcome back, everybody, on Raiders Radio, AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angler Chronicles. And I apologize, Jonathan, but I have to, you know, Puff Daddy said I, I, need, to, I need to sing, so had to go to Puff Daddy. But anyway, uh, Jonathan, go ahead and finish your thought there. Yeah, so um, watching Steve, and, and he observes everything that's going on, and he taught me a lot about bait selection because there were so many people that were grabbing whatever and, and throwing it out there and they weren't getting hit and i'm getting all excited because you know the bites on and, and steve takes his time and he's like well jonathan you gotta look at him okay you see this one over here i, I like this one over here we're gonna go ahead and corral him over and this is how you turn him like steve put it on put it on put it but you know what taking that time you know he, he tells me about the 10 second you want to make sure that when you get the bait and you hook it correctly you should be walking to where you're going to be at and you want it in the water within 10 seconds. You don't have to do a huge cast. If you get it out from the boat and you let the fish do the work, you let the, uh, the, the bait do the work and swim out, and, and you, you lead and you, and you make sure that your drag is set perfectly and you let, it, you let the, the tuna or the, the, the fish you're going after, uh, after do the work. And it was... It, it, um, Right there, just that time right there, it, it made me look at the way I do my bait because I was one of those guys that, okay, I'm just going to grab a bait, grab it, put it on, and, 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 and get it out there. But the presentation of the bait is really key because, um, you know, the, the fish are looking for things that are appetizing. If, you know, I'm looking at my hands and I got tons of scales, it's like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're throwing out some dead bait and it's not going to do any good. So I, I really appreciate that, that, that uh, you know, Steve walking me through that part right there. Well, I think, I think and the, the good comparison would be, um, do you know, McDonald's hamburger or a Morton's ribeye steak? Okay, so, <laughs> right. So what, what do you think is more enticing? I mean, there, there's a place for... Uh, a hamburger, I love that, but gee, if you give me a Morton's, you know, a bone-in ribeye, okay, so basically what Steve and I are doing, we're just saying, look, it's, it's with a presentation that, you know, we want it to look enticing, okay, because it, it's a frenzy. Yes, I have seen tuna bite chunks, okay, of bait, but you want to you wanna get them on your bait quickly, okay, and um, Steve, you and I didn't have a problem getting bit at all. Okay, in fact, we kept announcing it. It was easy to get bit. And when you have a platform like the Ocean Odyssey, okay, which, um, you know, another 85 feet, 
Okay, I don't know how wide the stern is, and we'll we'll talk to Rick Scott here shortly, but hopefully he'll call in. And the the thing is, um, uh, that again, eighty five feet on each side. That's a hundred and seventy feet. Okay, we only had twenty three, not thirty, so we could we, <laughs> we had plenty of space, and yet everybody bunched up. Um, I will say this: we had a lot of beginners, and is that Rick Scott on the from the Ocean Islands? Go ahead and queue up, uh, Captain Rick Scott. Good morning, Rick. Good morning. How's everyone doing? I'm pretty good. Dude, you're out again. I can hear it. I can hear the clicker in the background. Oh my! Okay, that's three in a row. Oh, God bless you, brother. All right. So, where are you today? South or Tanner? Um, no, we're not at Tanner. We went west. We're below San Clemente Island here. So. Okay. Few miles. That's where we were at the we beginning of so it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Let's that's go. Where we went the first trip. Okay. And? Yeah, we've seen one school, but no bites yet. We're, we're looking around here. There's been a couple fish caught this morning, it sounds like. But we're looking. We've got 16 more hours to go before we're going to call it a season. Oh, that's right. This is your last trip. That's your last trip. Well, you know, um, while you're you're on, just know that Steve Carson is on. Is also Jonathan is on as well. And um, you know, we were actually just talking about the trip we just had with you and how fantastic it was. Uh, yeah, we didn't catch a lot of, I mean, big sizable fish, but it didn't matter. Okay, it didn't matter no. because it, again, the service is there. And I always tell people. Guys, you're not be, you're not going to be guaranteed, okay, to uh, to catch a fish. But what you guarantee is service, okay? Yeah, and, and we did have a couple, we did have a couple opportunities there. We we lost some, we caught some, but yeah, we uh, did not ever find that lucky school that wanted to really get in the corner and buy it. But we uh, we managed to catch a few. It was a great time. Uh, okay, Steve, you just heard that assessment. If I didn't have the same experience. Okay, I went to the I I went to the bait, a bait well. I got a bait, put it in the water, and I got bit. How about you, Steve? You were actually getting bit on jigs. Yeah, yeah. Um, some of it is timing, especially with the jigs, knowing when to throw, how to fish a slide, a few other things. But we keep coming back to it. It sounds boring. It sounds it, it almost sounds dumb. Like, oh, come on. The fish can't tell the difference. You look in that little hand well on, on the boat, and there's 50 sardines coming around and around in a circle. They all look the same to you, but you're a human. Mm -hmm. They do not all look the same to the fish. And take an extra minute. You know, Look for the ones that don't have any bruises on them. They're not missing any scales. They don't have red, red marks on their noses, et cetera, et cetera. It does make a difference, a big, big difference. And then, uh, as Jonathan related, kind of have a ten count in your head between when you pull that bait out of the out of the hand well and get it back in the water. Uh, if it's under ten seconds, you're going to have your best possible chance of having that bait stay lively. Because if you if you take thirty or forty seconds with that bait out of the water, it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to be as lively, or it may be actually dead. Right. Well. Uh, yeah, you also you also when you're handling your bait, once you get it on the hook, you can't walk around the boat with it in your hand. 
you know, you want to get the hook on the bait or the, the bait on the line, get it on the hook there, and then let go of the bait. When you're going to the corner or where you're going to put it in, hold the line while you're moving around the boat before you put it in the water. Don't walk around the boat you know, squeezing it, taking all the scales off. Correct. Yeah, so these are the little tricks. Um, and, and, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I had a great trip, okay, um, both of them. Okay, I mean, I went back to back day and a half with you, Rick, and completely different scenarios. And on both times, I had a blast, probably gained about 10 pounds because the food is amazing. Okay, and um, we do eat a lot, huh, Steve and Jonathan? We do eat a lot on that boat. Yeah, but oh, you'll notice, first I didn't bring a chair. Oh, yeah, I bring a chair. <laughs> you know, let me tell you something. This is what I learned. I had to make myself at home. I mean, I got my bunk. I had my chair, and then, you know, I have my cup of coffee in the morning like I like. I have my Diet Coke throughout the day. It's all good. And you know what? That platform, that it's very spacious. We can do things like that. I mean, the stern is unbelievably big, okay? There's so much room between the bait tank and the stern. It's great, and it allows for a lot of things. Um, Rick, um, how's the weather today? Um, it's a little rolly. It seems like right now it's coming down. Um, but getting out here was all right. We made full cruise all the way out, good speed. And uh, as soon as we rolled into the area, we found a school. But it seems like in the last hour or so, it's kind of quieted, quieted down. The schools are kind of disappeared here. Hopefully when the sun comes up, they're going to pop back up here. Very cool. All right. Well, it's your last trip of the season. Um I'm going to miss you until next year, but can't wait. Um, we had hey, hey, an amazing. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Just really quick before Rick goes, I just want to thank Rick and his crew. They did an amazing job. You know, the, the food, we talk about the food. It was amazing. But what was more amazing was his crew. And he had some guys on there that were from some other uh, boats that were, were uh, you know, chipping in. Everybody that was there was taking care of everybody, uh, the newbies and myself, and, and there's tangles, and, and they took care of it so quick, and so people were able to get on the bike. So, Rick, I, I it's always an honor to, to fish with you, but you know, the, the crew this time did an amazing, amazing job, so thank you so much. Did you did you, get, did you hear him, Rick? I, I, I could I could not hear that. Uh, okay, so basically what he was doing, he was thanking you for a great time. Uh, you know, he he used the term newbie because we did have a lot of beginners on the boat, and the attention from the crew, the attention from uh, everybody around, uh, making sure that those people catch a fish it's so important uh, and we we push this with Steve all the time so important to get people into what we love okay we want to get them involved okay and so by doing this I'm, I'm telling you these the people that were on that boat they all wanted to come back okay and, and that's what we want they want them to come back especially little Sammy you know Sammy's gonna bug his grandfather from now on to take him back on the ocean odyssey for a day and a half you know, we caught a, he and I caught his first yellowtail, and then what he learned there, he went and did it himself, caught two yellowfin tuna on his own, Rick. And that's what, that's what we push for, you know, make sure the kids, the next generation, and also get women involved. You, you see my charters, more and more women come out. Okay, I, I wish I could tell is my, you know, 
and my good looks, you know. But I have well, a maybe fa- maybe next next maybe next year we should do sponsor one where we try to do all women. You know what? I have a group that would would, would consider that um, and do an all ladies charter. We'll have Rhonda come out as well, and uh, maybe we'll film that one. That would be a lot of fun. Okay, I'll tell you, I've seen the girls uh, fish uh, before in an all-ladies charter, and they are, in many in, in many ways, better than the men, okay? Because, number one, um, they listen. And whatever you tell them, they do, you know? And, and so you, I wish people could understand. As they should be. Well, here's the thing. Steve Carson, myself, you as a captain, even your deckhands, we do this every day. So if we give you a pointer, that's to make you a better fisherman or to increase your catch ratio. We're not doing it because we don't like you. We're not doing it because we don't want you to catch fish. Quite the opposite. Because let me tell you, and Jonathan can attest to it, when you land that, that tuna, your first tuna, whatever size, it doesn't matter, you get a smile on your face that you cannot erase. Okay? So... Um, I, I, I go for those smiles. I love seeing the smiles. I love them. You know, when they, they first feel the fish is really cool, and then, and then they go ahead and start pulling. They go, oh, this isn't easy. No, it's not. But um, watch them, you know, struggle to turn the handle and do everything that they do. And then at the end, when they land the fish, I mean, they yeah. just feel glorious. And, th- and that's what we do yeah. what we do. We had uh, that, no. Jen from uh, Costa Grande in Arizona on here, her first time out ocean fishing, and uh, mm-hmm. hook and handed her a couple, and then she started hooking them on her own. And that's she it. Ended up with a few nice hey, uh, hey, hey, Space Cowboy, stay with me. I gotta take a break. We'll come back and we'll finish up with you, Rick. Okay, I know you're on the sat phone, so I'll come yeah. back to you real quick. All right, folks, Raiders Radio, AM 830, KLAA, Chronicles, we're right back. Say, I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong. Radio. AMA 30. Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California, just south of the 405 Freeway. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action, causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother, and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love, even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AMA 30. You need cool air. Baby, I'm not 
Welcome back, everybody, to Raiders Radio. I love saying that. AMA 30 KLAA, and this is Angry Chronicles. And you know what? This is the weekend, and I, I mean, I, I have to allude to this because it's an important weekend, isn't it? Can anybody tell me what that is? Carson? Rick Scott? Jonathan? Nobody? It's, ha- it's Halloween. It's Halloween. Remember the movie Halloween? I try to avoid movies like that. With Michael Myers. But anyway, I got Rick Scott. So, Rick, this is the last trip of your uh, season. Um, I'm sure you'll be back on 2023. When does the new schedule come out? Um, She's going to try to get it out a little early this year, she said, uh, sometime in December. Normally she waits until January 1st, but she's working on it. As we speak, and do you know what? Uh, you know, tell, tell her what she's doing now. She's making me force John to move that that your episode quicker because <laughs> we we always like to time it with uh, the release of the schedule. But yeah, um, right. pe- listen, people are gonna love this episode because we've got Dorado and we got Bluefin. I mean, the people are gonna love this episode. That's a two and a half day that we did with you, so it's, it was really good, really really good. Yeah. All right, Scott, Rick Rick Scott. Go do it, brother. Finish up with a huge bang. Please do me a favor. Put your phone in your pocket and take some photos. This is the last trip. <laughs> it doesn't take long. When you're up top there, just shoot, you know, the, the everybody fishing at least. You know, give me something to work with here. Well, it's tough for me because you know me. I like to be down on the deck helping people out. Well, yes. And that, the phone out and take a picture. Yeah, but you see, when I saw you grab the little ice rod, you could have grabbed your phone and shot some photos. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> see, everybody talks about me and my 12 pounds. Steve, did you see him with that little uh, ice rod? With a little, I don't even know if it's an ice rod with a little spinner. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. Sometimes they call that a dock master. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it, that you cannot see it. The problem is, I think I, I brought you that, didn't I? Yeah, um, you did. I think it was last year when those little fish were up on the. Yeah, we brought we brought three. Run one for Ron, one for me, one for you, and then we left them. I said, just keep them on the boat and have some fun. All right, Rick. Yeah. For future, where do people go to get on the Ocean Odyssey? Um, so when the schedule comes up for next year, it'll be at oceanodysseyfishing.com. Um, she is booking up charters right now. They're coming in pretty quick. If you'd like to do a charter, you can give her a call at six one nine eight eight nine four five three five. All right, and I look forward to uh, three trips with you next year. We'll do a two and a half, uh, always in September. We'll do a day and a half, usually around the beginning of July, and we do the last day and a half around October. So, folks, uh, look at the schedule. Um, We just want to go ahead and and get you on board with a great crew, a great uh, venue, and let's go catch some fish. Rick Scott, go finish out with a bang, brother. Thank you. You guys have a, a great winter, and I'm sure we'll see you guys at Taco Tuesday. And look forward to seeing everybody there. All right, for, Taco uh, Tuesday in November. I love it. Okay, right. take care, brother. All right. And thanks for all thanks for all the support. And we love again. We love and cherish the relationship we've had with uh, Ingra Chronicles, and uh, look forward to to many more. It's family, brother. We're all good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Rick. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let me ask Leilani a question here about how much time do I have left, Leilani? 
About 10 minutes. We have about 10 minutes left. So I'd like to wrap it up um, with, with Carson and, and Jonathan and saying, uh, Steve, from what we saw, you know, we have, you know, in all our charters, we get from beginners to advanced fishermen. Um, what what kind of things would you, you know, quickly, what kind of things you think that uh, tips we could, we could give based on the trip that we had? A really big one is to follow your fish. If your fish goes left, you go left. If fish goes right, you go right. Tune are fast. So, you know, kind of cruising along at a slow at a slow pace is not going to keep you up with the fish. You want to keep your line right in front of you. Uh, I did notice, for, for whatever reason, people were actually reacting in the opposite way. The fish ran left, so they moved right. <laughs> I, I, think they th- I think they thought they were going to pull the fish in their direction, but... That actually does not work. The, the fish do not come in your direction. They keep going the other way. And, you know, to a degree, a lot of people think, well, what's the difference? The difference is you, not only can you lose your fish, which is, of course, your call, that's, you, that's your decision, but you can make someone else lose their fish, and that's just not fair. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, that was one of the things I saw. The other things I was trying to tell people is because, um, you got you know, fish have tails and, and people have feet. You're supposed to use your feet, okay? You got to move, you got to move, you got to have that line in front of you. And the same thing with fish. Sometimes you find them and sometimes you don't. They go back to the same place you fished them the day before. And they're, well, they're not here. Well, gee, you know, the slightest move of their tail, they're gone. Okay, so just keep those things in mind. Bait selection, line class did does make a difference. Hook size makes a difference. Okay, I saw a lot of three odds and four odds. You know, when, when it's an open bite, sure, but when it's kind of touchy, uh, the, the least amount, uh, the, the most natural way that you can present that bait is the way you should. Small hook, I like a ring because it doesn't put the pressure on, on, on the hook itself and on, on the bait, and light line that can barely see it. Yes, you, you can lose a fish, but you know what? If you don't get bit, <laughs> you already lost them, right? So those are some of the tips. Um, the other thing is grab your significant other, guys. Bring her out fishing. Bring your kids. Bring your grandchildren, your, your nephews, uh, nieces. Bring them out. It's a day out. They have no, you know, computers or, or stuff. And Although I, do, I did play a lot of games on my phone, but... That's during the, the moments that we were riding, okay? But um, fresh air, catching a fish with a loved one, it really is a, is a cool thing. I'd love to see you, Jonathan, bring out your wife. You let me know. I'll bring Rhonda as well, and we'll have the girls have a good day. And, um, you know, Rhonda's learned enough where she could actually show her a few things, okay? And um, it makes it easier than when we tell them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sounds good. Listen, a couple things that I, I learned. Uh, right off the bat, from Steve and you, Sergio, is not are very important in making sure you take the time to tie your knots. Uh, Steve was tying knots and, he, and things were dropping. I was picking stuff up. He says, Jonathan, focus on your knots because you could get a bite and lose it because you don't take the time to do your knots right. You know, and, and um, yeah, and, and um, you know, now I don't spend as much time as Steve. Okay. But, you know, he has an unbelievable catch ratio, and that's because his equipment is always in excellent shape. His drag is set correctly. He does bait selection good. He uses smaller hooks, has the appropriate line class. I mean, 
Steve is, you know, I mean, a little bit too much even for me. But you know what? At the end of the day, that's the guy that gets the most number. He beat me by two fish. Okay, and I couldn't, I couldn't handle it. In fact, when we got in, I tried to catch a couple of bass. You know, to no avail. There was no, <laughs> there was no current. <laughs> but um, and that's the difference. You know, now he takes his time. I always tell people, like I told, like I told uh, Rick, you know, put your phone in your pocket. Okay, I mean, people are in the frenzy, and I said, you know what? Take two or three minutes, wash your fish, get a great photo, and then go back. And they went, oh, the fish were biting. Yeah, but that that bite lasted an hour at best, but that photograph will last a lifetime, and you'll remember it. And that's the key. What we did on a day and a half, I think, is make memories. And for you, that's your biggest yellowfin, your, your first yellowfin. Okay, for yeah. me, I got to fish with Steve Carson. You know, we talk every every Saturday and, and we talk on the phone, but I got to fish with Steve Carson. To me, that's like, dude, I was, I, I loved it. And and on Steve, you, I, I, he goes, what do I do? I go, whatever you want, Steve. Have fun. Go catch some fish. And at the same time, the, the, the nature, the, our nature is to go help people. And that's what you did, Carson. Look what Jonathan is saying. Well, one, yeah, of, one other thing I can add is, and, and yes, you and I were there kind of as an, an additional uh, part of the crew, but when it gets hot and heavy like it did several times, uh, it's really helpful if you're all completely self-contained on tying knots. Because even, you know, even if I'm there, even if Sergio's there, the crew's all there, but we're off doing something else and you just caught a fish or you lost your hook in a tangle, if you have to stand there and wait till someone else can tie it on for you, uh, you may miss an opportunity. So you miss that the bite, yeah. And you can, and the time to practice not uh, is not when the fish are biting. It's when you're sitting at home in front of the TV or or something else, or or instead of playing, what were you playing on your phone? What, instead of doing whatever that was, you were playing on your phone. <laughs> A Candy Crush. Pra- practice your knots. I, I agree, you know, but I, I have a, I think I have a good grasp on knots, so I, I'm, I was okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I agree. You know, ma- practice makes perfect. Okay, so um, anyway, all good, all good. Um, any last things you guys want to add? Steve, um, your season is done, or do you have any more trips planned this year? No, I've got, I've got a, an eight-day trip coming up. Uh, in fact, there, we just had a cancellation. There's a couple spots left. Uh, leaving on December 3rd, eight-day trip on the Shogun. Um, exactly what we're going to do. Obviously, we, you never know. We could do a Leo's Rocks. We could do the Ridge. We could fish local bluefin. We're going to go where the fish are. Exactly. I love that. Okay. Excellent. All right. Anything else, uh, Jonathan, you want to add? No, just uh, thanks uh, for everything. Thanks for letting me be on the radio today and talk about Lake Elsinore and the, and the trip. And, uh, oh, by the way, let me let me confirm. It is December third, Winterfest. Okay. Yes. Thank so, you so much. Thank yeah, so much. I, I did confirm it, and it's um, I highly recommend that as well. So we'll be spending uh, some time in Lake Elsinore in the next couple of months. I love it. I love it. So we, do we get so we get to be in the parade again? Oh, of course, definitely. Can't be marshal, but you can be a deputy. No, no, Mar. I'm emperor. 
You always remember that. I remember. <laughs> but I can go on the, I can, I can go on the down low. I'll, the guy with the broom. I can go with the down low. Along at the end. I'll be the down low. I'll be on the down low. I'm going to pretend you didn't say that, Steve Carson. Okay. When, so, you bring your own, when you bring your own throne on a boat, then yes, you are the emperor. That's pretty cool, huh? You know, I think next year it'll be like the <laughs> Game of Thrones. I need, I need a throne like that. with, But instead of uh, swords, it'll be all rods. Wouldn't that be cool? There you go. All right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm thinking now. I may have to make one of those. All right. So um, it's all good. Um, just something that I want to uh, give me a moment here I'd like to share with, with people is um, one of the biggest things that uh, in my resolutions, because we're getting close to that new year again, and that's um, be kinder. Okay. And I, I have, I'm Latin. I fly off the handle real quick. And sometimes I say things that oh, I want to eat later, but um I think what I'd like to do is, is, is be kinder, okay, to everybody. That's going to be my, my thing, um, and I want everybody to try that too. Be kind to everybody, okay, because we're at a time where I don't know what's going to happen, okay? I mean, a nuke could be dropped any moment in, in the Ukraine, and that cha that's going to change everything, and we need to take care of each other. So love one another, care for each other. Be kind to one another. And one of the things I want to do before it's over is I want to fish more with Steve Carson. So I'm letting you know, Steve Carson, if you need a chauffeur service to bring you so you don't have to worry where you're parking, I will send you a chauffeur. Okay, but I'd like to – I really enjoyed the time on the water. We, we don't, You and I – I think we fished together only twice. Okay, and um, just fishing with you, it's just – it's a wealth of knowledge, and, and it's fun. So – I'm going to leave you with that. All right. Well, I appreciate it. We'll do what we can do to get towards that uh, end. Well, excellent. Jonathan, um, go take care of Lake Elsinore because uh, I may be coming this afternoon. If not, I, I'm, I'll be there for the Mariachi Fest. I'm going to be there for the Winter Fest. We're going to be there the parade. You want Rhonda to bring her car or do you want yep. the pontoon or both? Well, I, I'd love to see Rhonda's car. You guys in Rhonda's car, so that'd be great. All right, well, we'll see if we can make that happen, okay? So um, e everything good, and, um, God, I love you guys, and thank you, Jonathan, for everything you do for the city, and a big shout-out to the entire council. You know, uh, let me see, McGee, that's Bob, the, I think the, the most famous fisherman in, 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 in Lake Elsinore, and Steve Manos, and Natasha, and help me out here before... Yeah. Tim and and Brian. and Brian. All right, there you go. That's all five. All right, everybody. Go have some, have a blessed weekend. Have a blessed week. On behalf of Angry Chronicles, thank you. We love you. We'll talk to you next week and be kind to one another. It's time to truck on out of the city and get outside in God's country. We'll see you next week on Angler Chronicles.